What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast is presented by my delightful and important and vital Patreon members where you can become a member by going to patreon.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Again, that's patreon.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Become a member, make a $5 a month donation. It's like a cup of coffee a month, just like a, any other subscription to the New York Times, the New York Post, Slate Magazine, the Chase Thomas Podcast we're all one and the same. That's what people are saying. And you can support the show by doing that today. It would be great in continuing to put out as much content as I am. Because guess what? I'm doing seven pods a week, sometimes more. We are doing interviews with pro wrestlers, former NBA players, NBA GMs, coaches, college coaches, college ADs. We are doing movie reviews on Sundays uh, that you can find with Musee and Thomas. Every single Sunday, we're reviewing a different movie. Uh, Monday through Friday, we're getting NBA, NFL, college football, Major League Baseball, team beat writers. You're getting pro wrestling analysis. You're getting the sports reporters. Reporters. What is it? I don't even know. America's favorite sports writers? I think that's what we're calling it. On Friday with some of the best sports writers and sports thinkers on the internet today. We are doing all this every single day. New content every day. You know what else I'm doing every day? I'm writing every day. You can read my Monday uh, Atlanta sports column. That comes out every Monday. On Tuesdays, you can read my Monday Night Raw recap. On Wednesday, you can read my Impact Wrestling recap. On Thursday, you can read... Hold on, let me check my notes here. I'm not sure off the top of my head. I'll come back to it. On Friday, the Friday mailbag. Um... Oh, I know what I'm doing on Thursday. We're doing the AEW Dynamite review. On Friday, we're doing the Nobody Asked Mailbag, like I said. Maybe that'll turn into an actual mailbag. If you would like to send uh, those, you can do so by going to emailing me at chasethomaspodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can read my SmackDown recaps on Saturday morning. You can read my newsletter that goes out every Saturday morning. We'll eventually have a tiny letter or Substack uh, once I get that pesky P.O. box, but I will update you all soon and then uh sunday volunteers yeah every saturday guess who's in knoxville me guess who'll be covering tennessee football tennessee basketball for the next several years maybe ever me falls go go read my stuff um you can read all of it at chase thomas podcast.com i would highly encourage you to check it out chase thomas podcast.com slash page hyphen 11 where you can read all my stuff get access to all of my episodes all that good stuff Go to Apple, subscribe there, leave me five stars, leave a review, help the show continue to grow and move into that top 200 permanently on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Spotify, tell a friend, share the show. This intro is three minutes long. That's entirely too long for an intro. Too long. And I just did a long pause. I don't know why. All right, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. I am now joined by someone I saw on TV this morning. 
Tommy Dreamer from Impact Wrestling. Tommy, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. This is becoming a trend. I like this. I like uh, watching uh, you guys on Tuesdays and then being like, oh, I'm going to just talk to one of these people in uh, the following <laughs> week. I, I like it. It's a good routine that we're developing here. It's a lot uh, different from when I was growing up, but uh, that's a cool thing. That's, <laughs> times have changed. Well, we're going to get into how times have changed, uh, especially in professional wrestling, but um, I want to start with how many hats right now are you wearing at impact? Like how many different roles are you feeling? Because it feels like you're doing a lot of different things at this moment. Uh, I'm doing the same stuff I've been doing my entire career Mm -hmm. from ECW to, uh, WWE. When I went my first time I was there strictly as a wrestler, but even WWE's ECW, I was wearing many hats and, same thing I've done every time I've been an impact. I'll help in front and behind the scenes of impact wrestling. Uh, I'm a wrestler. Um, I guess the host of wrestle house. I'm, uh, I don't know what I am kind of like locker room guy. Yeah. A lot of talents come to locker room leader, uh, behind the scenes. I'm a producer. I help with interviews. Uh, I help with creative. I help with anything possible to make whatever professional wrestling a better place. Do you That's remember what I like to do? Do you remember when it hit you where you're like, oh, I'm a veteran now? In your time when you, I wonder how that works with professional wrestlers and just athletes in general. Where you're like, oh, I've I officially tell been you here this. long enough. Yes. <laughs> well, back in the day, you have to be, it was a joke, but you'd have to be 10 years in the business okay. uh, and divorced to be considered a veteran. <laughs> so um, when I finally, for the first time in forever, was the last impact tapings, mm-hmm. when I said, I'm old because I wrestled five times in four days mm-hmm. and like I had to literally go to Scott Demore, and thankfully he's my friend. And I was like, listen, man, I can't have two singles matches on the same day. I, I can't do it. I physically mm-hmm. can't do it. Um, and through a lot of changing, you know, he did that for me, but like uh, going back to my hotel room and, and I've said this to a lot of people and I'll say it here on your podcast, I used to love back when I was younger to go back to my room. And if there was uh, a lady there, I used to love that whole experience. It was the best experience ever and just fall asleep. Now I like to go to my room and when I get to my room and I, the moment I take off my shoes, I have that same experience as opposed to back in the day when there was a lady there. Because it's the <laughs> greatest feeling of all time. So that's the difference about getting old. But uh, the first time I said, man, I, I don't know if I could do this or I'm a veteran was literally the last impact tapings because I was beat up. Um, and you know, a lot of how I kind of get motivation from number one is yes, I love wrestling, but I think about what Terry Funk did for ECW and he was in his mid fifties and I'm knocking on 50 and I like, I don't know how this man did it, but I'm going to keep on going for as long as I can. And, uh, that those impact tapings that you saw, I wrestled, Eric Young, mm-hmm. I wrestled 
Brian Myers. I wrestle Brian Myers. Mm-hmm. I wrestle um, a tag match, and we do one other thing. And that first match that I had was against Eric Young. He came me in my leg, in my shin, in my ankle. And, like, when you're younger, you can recoup from injury. That This was over a month ago. I still have this giant welt, like a half a golf ball on the front of my ankle. And I, to the point where when, you know, I was on a plane, I was like, man, is this a blood clot? Uh, you start, you know, don't ever go on WebMD because forget no. about it. Yeah. You know, I have everything wrong with me, mm-hmm. but I actually went to the doctor and the doctor was like, listen, man, um, you have destroyed your body. <laughs> You're still destroying your body. And there are times when you get hit with such trauma, that stuff just stays like that. And he's just like, you know, if you want to go for an MRI, we can go for an MRI. You have no other symptoms of a blood clot, a a broken bone. He was just like, it's just going to take, and then it's going to take a a lot of time to heal. My mom is 80 and she, my dog just jumped up to like, play for her when she got to house and just jumped up and his caught his paws shredded her skin like he attacked her but it didn't he just jumped up and she was just like when you get old your skin is a lot more fragile and like even like she'll have bump bruises on her arms and she's mm. like you know i'm 80 so it's those little things like that where you realize wow you're not 28 years old again i can't fall from the top of the building and just get up no problem so, um, well, what's are, some of the better are... things about being a veteran? What have you noticed that you like more about it being on the older end? The fact, uh, one, the fact that I could go to my friend and pull my vet card and say, I can't wrestle again today. <laughs> yeah. I have to do it tomorrow. <laughs> um, that's one. Um, and I'm sure the undertakers had those moments where the undertaker has been like, Hey, you know, I'm only going to do a couple of TVs before this WrestleMania because he's beat up. Yeah. Um, I think Goldberg's the all-time leader in this, right? Like, just being like, I'll give you 30 seconds, and then uh, I'm going to (laughs) go. Or, I mean, also, for for me, it's literally, and and this is why I think, you know, Impact has been firing on all cylinders, is because we're all wrestlers helping the behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And... Like, so they understand it and get it because we've lived it. And like when you're, I could give my opinion. And if I feel my opinion is, is somebody else gives me their opinion. I'm like, no, my opinion is better because I'm a veteran. No, that's not right. But for the, for me, the biggest thing is to help people learn from the mistakes that I made. So you're not making them. And, you know, I say that to everybody at times I feel like I'm an, of a broken record or people in the back are just like, Oh, dream is becoming a crazy old man. But cause I think I repeat myself, but I, I mean, I could go back. I used to do this all the time in the ring, me and Raven, you would go to shoot me out of reverse it. I'd hook the ropes. He would go for a drop kick. He'd land on his back. I would drop, I'd go do a knee drop into his testicles. Mm. He would pop up and then I would run him again. So, right then, because he used to get a reaction. If all I would have done is drop that knee on him, it would have gotten so much more of a bigger response as opposed to just shoot him off and do something. Because literally, if you're kicking a man or dropping a knee on a man's testicles, he's not going to get up. 
And those are mistakes that I learned. It's so funny. Um, I posted, it's called the chair shot heard around the world. I hit Raven, he was handcuffed. I broke a steel chair over his head. And before that, a fan threw me an aluminum gutter from their home and I hit Raven in between the legs. And when I watched that, I said, oh, why did I do that? And I made a joke about it on Instagram. And I was like, this is called the chair shot heard around the world because aluminum gutter to the nuts doesn't sound as good. Um, and I was like, why did I do that? Because that chair shot heard around the world is legendary in the wrestling business. But doing that before that, I did that for the fans pop. And I'm seriously mad at myself. This was, this, this was like two months ago. I'm watching this and I'm mad that young Tommy dreamer did that. And I got a text from Bubba Ray Dudley. And he was just like, I watched that clip. What the F were you thinking with the gutter? LOL. We were so young and dumb. And the fact that him and I at times share that same brain and the fact that he can look at a clip from 25 years ago and say the same thing as me. And that's what truly I feel a veteran should be give back to the talent. So they don't make those mistakes because back then there was less judgment in the world when you're wrestling. And, you know, this, this was before, you know, social media and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, God forbid you mess up, uh, you know, you're, you're crucified for it on social media. I, I remember watching Evan Bourne's, uh, debut in AEW. I watched it with a bunch of fans. And when he showed up at that battle Royal place going nuts, he slipped on the turnbuckle, almost broke his neck and died. And then all of a sudden he's like, and you know, that person's most embarrassing moment. And then everyone's making fun of it or everyone's, you know, he's a meme, he's a gift. And I was like, number one, that's my friend who could have seriously gotten hurt. But, um, that's why if, you know, you don't do certain things, Cause you learn from experience. Yeah. Um, that was scary. That was a, that was a really, really scary moment. Um, I love Russell house. <laughs> it was the, I, I still laugh about, and I've gone back to the AC Romero Diener just interaction and you <laughs> popping in and out. Like that's maybe one of my favorite things I've seen this year in professional wrestling. Um, Thanks. whose idea was it to do all this? Whose idea was it to get together? Was this all you? Is this your brainchild? No. Okay. Um, to be a hundred percent honest, when EC, if ECW would have taken off the way I wanted it to take off, I wanted all of ECW people to live in kind of like a wrestler's commune. Mm. Um, I wanted to buy a bunch of land and put a bunch of houses and have a gate, and we'd all work work amongst ourselves. We'd all fly out of the same airport. It's number one because we're a family, but also two, it's because it's hard to adapt to the real world if you're a professional wrestler. I mean, it really is. And even the NFL, they have programs to help people find real jobs or adapt to once sports are over. And yeah, they try to get people, you know, within coaching jobs or broadcasting jobs and, and try to adapt that way. But, you know, for wrestling, it's a lot different. And there's also not as many opportunities behind the scenes. Um, so wrestling... I wanted to have that a long time ago. I always say that they should always put cameras on, on wrestlers all the time, or even like literally me walking at like the moment I cross the threshold of my house, I'm Tommy dream. When mm -hmm. I take my kids to school, people will recognize you. I can't be like a 
a dick to them. Not that I really would be, but you know, cause you could, it's just, you have to be that persona. Um, even Chris Jericho said like, he can't go to Walmart because then like, why is Chris Jericho in Walmart? Mm-hmm. Um, cause he has this persona on television. Um, so wrestle house was during the pandemic. It's the shits because we have no wrestling fans. So this is just a different way to try to entertain fans and the ideas mulled around and we kind of put it together. Uh, Robert Evans was, it was kind of like his brain trust to, to piece it all together and it came out well. And for me, when I'm involved in an environment and I'm really good, and this is from my days of ECW, seeing the situation, adapting to it, changing things and or making them better, or also taking constructive criticism. Paul was the best at, um, hey, he would listen to your ideas. He would listen to uh, you. And if you your idea was better than his, you'd be like, run with it. And like with Wrestle House, with stuff like that, like all that stuff, you, like there'd be certain things that are done. And if I'm, I'm there and I'm seeing it, and yes, I oversaw a lot of the, the production for the days that we were there and the behind the scenes. Um, you got to bring the, it back. We got to go back. It's like, I feel like Jack and Lost. You got to go back. <laughs> you have to go back, Kate. You need to go back. The, uh, the Mr. Fuji, the Fuji dust. Uh, when they're throwing salt in everybody's eyes mm-hmm. with uh, Johnny Swinger. Yes. That's a real game that I played uh, with everybody in, when I was in WWE. Huh. And we did it on an overseas tour. And I would try to convince people to say the name Mr. Fuji. And when you, I'd be like, what was the name of that guy who managed demolition? They'd be like, Mr. Fuji. And I would throw salt packets and sugar at them, blah, blah, blah. By, this is day one. By the day two, it would just we would throw salt at you. Um, it was a fun time to pass when you're on the road for 17 days. So something like that then came into Wrestle House. And I also like just, there was that fight scene with the, the Deaners and Triple uh, XL. And when uh, Ace Romero, not Ace, uh, Larry D is going to go punch. And there was just a duck on the wall. And I went to stop let's do this here. And he literally ducked and he punched <laughs> the duck and he was like, you see what I did there? Cause it was just, it just happened. Yeah. And then like he goes, that actually wasn't a duck. It was an Australian mallard, blah, blah, blah. Cause his character, he's a bit of an idiot, but if he had that little, uh, weirdness about him, popped people. And I know it popped me. And that yeah. was the biggest thing. Like I always say that entertains the wrestlers, it will entertain the fans. Yeah, and we had more fun shooting that. And yes, I hope there is another Wrestle House. I've been trying to convince them to do Wrestle House the movie, and I shot so many deleted scenes that I'm trying to get that passed. I'll watch it, um, but I expect well, I, I, I expect a promo copy that I'll review on this podcast. <laughs> it's a, like I said, it's a different way in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. All those people that were in Wrestle House, it gave them all something. Yeah, and instead of just being in an empty arena, we're wrestling in an, you know an empty house mm-hmm. and stuff like that the, is probably one of the few good things during the pandemic to, uh, you know, that has come out of uh, wrestling without fans because, you know, we saw the undertakers, uh, boneyard match and we've seen different variations of entertainment 
and you know impact has done some great stuff like the wrestle house or uh cinematic wrestling which is you know matt hardy was the first person to do it and i feel and he did it in impact wrestling and, it, and it's been a really really good it's a break from the regular wrestling yeah and i think we need that um, and I, I just I, I love that Impact has been creative without fans because I think this is an opportunity to be creative and do things like WrestleMania that you would not be able to necessarily do with fans. Um, in your estimation, what is the hardest thing that you've noticed for younger wrestlers to learn when they come into this business that you are just like, this is a this is a trend? Um, people. Last two years before COVID, I wrestled 206 independent shows a year. So that's 412 shows in two years. Mm -hmm. I could tell you, if I did not watch wrestling, I could tell you what the most popular move was because of who was using and then who was the most popular wrestler. Okay. Uh, there was a million, a million cutters because Randy Orton's a top guy. Yeah. Um, the backstabber was gone for a while. Once it starts getting used, like uh, I, I could just tell what's being used. A lot of wrestlers will think that one moves will get them over, uh, and it, it won't. It never has been the case. Uh, your fundamentals are the key, which also will give you longevity in this business. But if you piece the moves together the right way, is the, and a lot of people don't do that. I would also, my biggest, one of my biggest pet peeves, um, and I don't know how this is lost in the business is when guys are doing dives. I, if I was a young person in this business, I would do two things. One, do a dive where I am. I prepare myself that no one's going to catch me because no one, other, no one catches another person anymore. I have no clue because when I was training, if you did that, you were allowed to do it once, possibly twice. And then either your trainer or all the wrestlers would beat you up in ECW. You had to catch that other person because we were all divers. Yeah. Even Bully Ray would dive. Tom at 400 pounds. Tommy Dreamer would dive. You made sure you caught him, not just because he was the boss, because he, you don't want to see somebody get hurt or killed. Now, nobody, nobody catches another person. So if I was, I would just do things like prepare myself to, you know, no one's going to catch me. So either going to land on my feet or do something where, because it's a lost art. It really is. And I, I would, for me, if that happened with the same person once or twice, because we had a situation once in ECW and the entire locker room surrounded that person and said, you don't catch this person. When you come back here, you were going to get beat up. And guess what? That person caught somebody. The next breakout star at Impact is who? Oof. They're, listen, the best part about Impact 2 is they have a loaded roster. Um, yes. I think Rich Swan is on a mission for Bound for Glory. Uh, the Rascals, Trey Miguel, um, has been a breakout star already, but there's still so much more. The best part, I can't, that's not Kylie Ray. Because she's Ooh, like the only this. person yeah. who, who hasn't, uh, she's, I don't want to say she's been there the shortest, but Kylie Ray has the most potential that I've seen on anyone. The moment you say breakout stars, 
Jordan Grace has stepped up. Tennille Dashwood and her have this amazing uh, chemistry in the ring where these two women are literally beating the hell out of each other. And you'll see it on Victory Road. And you've already seen two of their matches. And there were, you know, they main evented the, the Impact shows because they were so friggin' good. Um, <clears throat> I think Madman Fulton and Ace Austin have a, have a big, big upside that you the entire, if I, and I am, but if it, if impact was my company, if I owned it, I'd be like, wow, I have this right now. And I have such a good future ahead of me because, you know, when you have hey, I'm a veteran, yeah, but we also, you have veterans like an Eddie Edwards and a Sammy Callahan, uh, you know, they're that, that locker room's leaders as well and veterans. And then, you know, you look at Ken Shamrock has a new twist and a new turn uh, as a character. I, who knows what a heel Ken Shamrock could be for the company. So you have so many options. And then like, as a, like I said, as an owner or for someone who helps on creative, I do love that because you have options and you know, the, there's not, there's not one, I think, show where you can go and say, or one talent where they say they're doing nothing with me. I don't think there's yeah. one person on the roster and there's not one person on the roster that you can't say, I don't think that person couldn't be world heavyweight champion, you know? Yeah. Like, and this is no offense to, to and like, I don't think anyone would ever say, Oh, the Lucha bros versus Cesaro and uh, Nakamura, the Lucha bros are going to be uh, tag team champions or, or, Hey, you know, the Lucha bros could be the heavyweight champion. Uh, you know, the universal champion. I don't think you get it, but an impact Trey Miguel could be your world champion. Yeah. Susie, the rascals know, could, are great. Could be, yeah. Susie could be the next knockouts champion. Mm. Everybody has something. So, and that's to me what I love about it. That's a really good point. I think impact and I've written about this is that I, there's a propensity to kind of just to go top heavy and companies have done this in the past where they're just so concerned about getting top people to build their card around. But Impact, with their new additions, I, I love that y'all have kind of built this perfect tag team in women's division. Like, that is... Is it fair to say that those are your two strength areas right now where it's just so loaded where the Good Brothers can just be backstage having a conversation one week and that's it. They're not wrestling. But it's because you have so much depth there now and the North coming back and I think Ethan Page is probably who I like look at as like the next top. Like I, I I'm I, I have bought a lot of stock in Ethan Page, Tommy. Um I'm a big Ethan Page. The guy. fact that he's yeah me too and I've known him since he was a kid. And the fact that he's gotten himself in such amazing shape. He does use social media. I was gonna say uh, I wish you'd promote to... it more because I haven't heard about this new in shape <laughs> Ethan Page. Yeah. He uses social media uh to his advantage. And I mean honestly the the karate man I see the karate man in impact wrestling as a breakout star mm. because the karate, like to the point of Mick Foley, dude, love type of, I saw him wrestle one match, uh, on his social media, just do. And I was like, wow, that could so get over. And if it does, man, I want to exploit that because it could be, it could be so good. Yeah. Well, um, I could talk 
professional wrestling with you all day, Tommy. So we'll wrap up here. I know we got to run. Um, if you could bring in any ECW person to Impact Wrestling right now, who would it be, and why? Um, that's a good question. We have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would probably, even though it would be a pain in my ass. <laughs> because of my relationship with him, uh, bully Ray coming back as, you know, he did a lot in impact wrestling. I would also love to see him and Devon have a final goodbye. Um, so that would, I would like to see that because a a bully did have a, you know, he has a long history in the company and, you know, I would like to see, I think he could also add to it both as a heel and a baby face. I agree. I like that. I like that. Um, he had one of my favorite And if we're talking WWE, I'm sorry? Oh, no. He had one of my favorite runs the last uh, 10 years in professional wrestling. Like His his heel yeah. work was just incredible. It's just a totally different thing. But what were you about to say? I said, if we're talking WWE, ECW, uh, which I like to refer to as the, the fake ECW, I'd like to have CM Punk uh, show up in that. But hey, you never know. And uh, we got The Rock coming in and bound for glory so you know you never know what could happen you never know i mean last week was hasselhoff uh flavor Flav. you never know who's going to appear on the impact wrestling screens tommy this has been great thank you so much for making the time we're uh we we have two pay-per-views coming up this month for impact um what uh what would you like to plug before we get out of here uh, i mean you want to Say what up on social media. That's the Tommy Dreamer across the board: Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter. And uh, not that Facebook savvy, but I'm pretty good on Instagram or the gram, as the young kids say, and mm-hmm. uh, Twitter. And uh, I'm looking forward. You know, October 28th, I'll be wrestling 31 years, and the fact that I'm wrestling Brian Myers on a pay-per-view, someone who I literally hired uh, into the wrestling business out of college. Um, and he said it, you know, a little backstage. He's the, he's the age now when I hired him and the fact that he's like, I'm not that same little kid. Um, I love that. And I love the fact that I get to, I wish it could have just been a regular straight up match and we don't have like an issue, but but both wrestling, Brian, my eyes are still wrestling. at I like it. I like it. Well, Good luck against Brian Myers. No respect for the veterans, Brian Myers. No respect. What a bastard. Not professional. No, he's not. And uh, he should stop calling himself that because it's not true. Tommy, I've taken way too much of your time, but thank you so much for making the time today. And uh, go check out Impact Wrestling every Tuesday night on Access TV. um, And look out for Victory Road and uh, Bound for Glory. I'm excited. Thank you, Tommy. Thanks, man. See you. Bye. All right. We are good. All right, that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. Did you like what you heard? Heard? Did you like what you heard? I think is what I'm trying to say, right? That's what I'm trying to say. That's the correct English. Um, Then guess what? Here's what you do. You go to Apple. You leave it five stars. You leave a review. You let people know why they should listen to this show. You go to patreon.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. You become a member. $5 a month. Go do it. You can do more. I'm not going to say no. Um... Go to chasemuspodcast.com, read all my stuff, chasemuspodcast slash page hyphen 11. It's great stuff. Writing every day, doing the pod every day. Support 
the best independent sports podcast today. No one's doing what I'm doing. Nobody can touch me. Let's keep this thing moving. Let's keep the lights on. Let's keep getting after it. I'm hyped up. Follow me on Twitter at Chase underscore Thomas. Like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Thank you all for your support as this show continues to grow. We'll be back. Yeah, tomorrow. Because guess what? This show is daily and it's all thanks to you guys. Talk to you soon. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.